following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. The Nicole Sandler Show. Questioning Authority Daily. And that could be the very reason why YouTube is upset. Hey YouTube, the music bed you hear beneath my voice is from a broadcast sound library that I pay for and have the receipts. So I've got your copyright violation right here. And now, here's Nicole. All right. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday. It is the 29th of January in the year 2020. And here we are. The impeachment trial of Donald J. Trump has moved on to the questions phase. And we'll get to it. We're going to listen to some of it today. I've spent the last two hours since, well, they started about 10, 15 minutes late. I'm not quite sure why, but they did. And I've been listening and it's, oh God, it's cumbersome. It's just, the the format is kind of ridiculous. So what happens, as you've probably heard by now, each senator has the opportunity over 16 hours spread over today and tomorrow to, um, uh, to, uh, um, sorry, to... I just noticed something in the chat room to uh, ask a question. However, they don't get to ask their questions. They have to write their questions down on a card. But and the chief justice will then read the question to either the House managers or the president's um, um, uh, the president's uh, um, legal team. Um, But the way they start it, as I said, it is quite cumbersome. They say. Uh, you know, they'll call on the senator from Ohio and Rob Portman will stand up and say, I have submitted a question to the bench or whatever. And then it takes like a minute. And then John Roberts reads the question. And then it takes like a minute for whoever is going to answer to come up to the microphone. And it's like I said, it's just plodding along. And it's um, it's just a weird format. Uh, but it is what it is. We'll get to it in, in a few minutes. Um, Dave Johnson will join us today to sort of um, co-anchor with me the snark. As we listen to what's going on, it prompts certain comments. And so it's not just me talking back to the tube. We'll have Dave Johnson joining us today as well. Uh, but before we start, a couple of things. Yesterday, you heard a, a couple of times I played a little clip. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? I played maybe 15 seconds of the Alanis Morissette song. And sure enough, Warner Music Group blocked the YouTube video of yesterday's show worldwide. You know, I sometimes get blocked. Like, I'm going to play a little Colbert piece. Um, What happens is they block me in Japan when I play those. Uh, I don't care. If you're in Japan, I'm sorry. Um, But, you know, you're not my target audience. Anyway, um, (laughs) so that happened. Really, for the 15 seconds of the Alanis Morissette song that I played, just to punctuate the ridiculousness of the Republicans' arguments uh, and the fact that Ken Starr was presenting, um, they, they copyright violated me. Yes. Such is my life these days. Anyway, but but on to the subject of the copyright violations, right? Yesterday, um, I'm, you, we were talking about Ken Starr's calling this the age of impeachment. Yeah, who made it that way, buddy? Um, so imagine my surprise when um, 
Well, it's not, I'm not really surprised because great minds think alike, right? Here is the cold open from the late, late show with Stephen Colbert from last night. Take it away, Jim. Starr, who led the 1999 probe into President Clinton and pushed for his impeachment, today argued that the process has devolved into a political tool. We're living in what I think can aptly be described as the age of impeachment. Here we go. So there you go. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to turn this off now. I got to do that again. I got to turn on my mic again and uh, do that. And um, uh, sure enough, on my YouTube streaming thing, warning, heads up, we've detected copyrighted audio and video in your stream. Your stream may be temporarily blocked, but I stopped it. So hopefully they won't block me. They'll block me in Japan. Anyway, uh, brilliance on the part of the Colbert writers and producers there. I'm just saying. Um, all right. So before we get to today's proceedings, I, let, let's um, just very quickly um, uh, just turn on the audio over there and uh, see what's happening now. The president should not be in the business of Adam asking even speaking. their own Justice Department to investigate their rivals. The Justice Department ought to have some independence from the political desires you of the president. Think? <laughs> and one of you the think? deeply troubling yeah. uh, circumstances of the current presidency is you do have a president of the United States speaking quite openly, urging his Justice Department to investigate <laughs> his perceived enemies. So that's what's going on over in the Senate right now. It's Adam Schiff answering a question um, on behalf of the House managers. We'll get back to it in a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, obviously, there's a lot of uh, news going on. So let me bring to you um, what's news. And okay, you know what? We'll do it live. I read the news today. Oh, boy. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live. All right. I'll write it and we'll do it live. But well, we're doing it live because a lot Fucking of things suck. Okay, Bill, shut up already. My God. Um, a lot of news has broken since I recorded my pre recorded What's News segment early this morning. Uh, to begin with, CNN is reporting that the White House has issued a, quote, formal threat to former National Security Advisor John Bolton to keep him from publishing his book, The Room Where It Happened, a White House memoir. 
The White House had no comment. Neither Bolton nor a spokesman for the publisher, Simon & Schuster, responded to requests for comment. But the letter, the, 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 the formal threat, came by way of a letter from, um, let's see, uh, uh, from the, I, I, oh, okay, the letter is from the senior director for records access and something else, I guess, of the White House to Mr. Cooper, who I'm not sure. I guess Mr. Cooper is a lawyer for John Bolton. And the letter reads, Dear Mr. Cooper, thank you for speaking yesterday by telephone. As we discussed, the National Security Council Access Management Dictorate has been provided the manuscript submitted by your client, former assistant to the president for national security affairs, John Bolton, for pre-publication review. Now, this is me again, but they had 30 days to review uh, the, the contents of the book today marks 30 days, and that's when this letter was sent. Um, letter continues, based on our preliminary review, the manuscript appears to contain significant amounts of classified information. It also appears that some of this classified information is at the top secret level, which is defined by Executive Order 13526 as information that, quote, reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave harm to the national security end quote, of the United States have disclosed without authorization. And it goes on from there. We'll be in touch with you shortly with additional, more detailed guidance regarding next steps that should enable you to revise the manuscript and move forward as expeditiously as possible. First of all, this is bullshit. John Bolton, love him or hate him, (laughs) um, is a very skilled lawyer who knows what's classified and what isn't classified, and he knows what he's allowed to put in a book. This is more bullshit tactics from the White House. But wait, there's more. More new revelations prior to the start of today's impeachment proceedings. This one's a, this one's a doozy. House Foreign Affairs Chairman, Committee Chairman, Elliot Engel, You know him. He's the kind of creepy looking guy who always stands behind Nancy Pelosi when she's making an important statement, just sort of lurking there, looking like he doesn't know where he belongs. That guy with the mustache. Yeah. He says that John Bolton told him on a September 23rd phone call that, quote, the committee should look into the recall of Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch and strongly implied that something improper had occurred around around her removal as our top diplomat in Kiev. What's also interesting, so that Elliot Engel says this conversation with John Bolton happened on September 23rd. Well, it was the very next day that Nancy Pelosi announced the impeachment inquiry. Hmm. Sorry. Um, uh, so I've got Elliot Engel release this statement about this September 23rd phone call. And it says, um, what, what, I keep having weird things going on with the video here. Hold on one second. I, I know I shouldn't look at it while I'm on the air. But um, uh, anyway, here's what Elliot Engel wrote. He said, on September 19th, shortly after Ambassador Bolton's departure as National Security Advisor, my staff reached out to him at my request. I've known Ambassador Bolton for years. We have a cordial and respectful relationship, and I wanted to thank him for his service. 
What? Uh, I also wanted to ask if he would talk to the Foreign Affairs Committee, as former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson did, to aid our general oversight efforts of U.S. foreign policy. He and I spoke by telephone on September 23rd. On that call, Ambassador Bolton suggested to me, unprompted, that the committee look into the recall of Ambassador Marie Ivanovich. He strongly implied that something improper had occurred around her removal as her top diplomat in Kiev. Quote, At the time, I said nothing publicly about what was a private conversation, but because this detail was relevant to the Foreign Affairs Intelligence and Oversight Committee's investigation into this matter, I informed my investigative colleagues. It was one of the reasons we wished to hear from Ambassador Bolton under oath in a formal setting. Ambassador Bolton has made clear over the last few months that he has more to say on the issue. And now that the president has called his credibility into question, it's important to set the record straight. And he finished by saying, it's telling that of all people, John Bolton is now the target of right wing ire. It underscores just how important it is that the Senate subpoena Ambassador Bolton as a witness. All right. So there's um. Sorry, the breaking news. I, for those watching on YouTube, <laughs> you're for wondering what the hell I'm doing. It feels like I've got a hair in my mouth, which is really hard to speak uh, when you do. And don't, stop thinking dirty like that. It had nothing to do with that, as far as you know. Um, all right, so back to now on to today's uh, pre-recorded What's News, which I'm doing live, damn it. The impeachment trial of Donald Trump has now moved on to the questioning phase after Trump's legal team cut short its opening arguments yesterday. Although Mitch McConnell had signaled that they'd address the question of witnesses following each side's opening presentations, we learned yesterday, or we learned last night that the majority leader told his conference that they currently didn't have the votes to block new witnesses from the trial, thus the move directly on to the questioning portion. Trump's defenders, however, were quick to point out that there are a number of senators still allegedly undecided, and this is not an indication that the party is on a trajectory to lose the vote. All right. Now, among those undecided are the usual suspects. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, and Doug Jones of Alabama are all undecided on whether to vote to remove Trump from office and agonizing over where to land, right? And then today, breaking this morning, Senator Cory Gardner of Colorado told Colorado Politics he doesn't think the Senate needs to hear for more witnesses in the impeachment trial. Uh, Cory Gardner, you're history. You're out of here. Um, and the thing that really sucks is Chucky Schmucky is pushing John Frackenlooper as the opponent to Cory Gardner, giving us a choice between dumb and dumber or bad and worser uh, or or shit. Oh, it's Pat Fur. You are, too, in the chat room said it's probably it's probably a Jackson here. Yeah. Anyway, so we knew it was coming. Right. The smearing of John Bolton by Republicans with Trump tweeting this morning. <clears throat> For a guy who couldn't get approved for the ambassador to the U.N. years ago, couldn't get approved for anything since, begged me for a non-Senate approved job, which I gave him, despite many saying, don't do it, sir, takes the job, mistakenly says Libyan model on TV, and many more mistakes of judgment, gets fired because, frankly, if I listened to him, we'd be in World War VI by now. 
and goes out and immediately writes a nasty and untrue book, all classified national security. Who would do this? Uh, someone who puts country over party, perhaps? Just saying. Um, the Pentagon announced yesterday, or, or sort of let it slip out, I guess, that 50, 50 U.S. military personnel have now been diagnosed with concussions and traumatic brain injury following the Iranian missile attack on U.S. forces in Iraq earlier this month. That's an increase of 16 from late last week when the Pentagon said 34 cases had been diagnosed. But even more important than the Pentagon sort of, you know, sweeping it under the rug is what Donald Trump had to say about the troops that were uh, that were injured. You ready? Initially, you said repeatedly to Americans um, that after Iran retaliated for the Soleimani strike, no Americans were injured. We now know at least 11 U.S. servicemen were airlifted from Iraq. Can you explain the discrepancy? No, uh, I heard that they had headaches what? and a couple of other things. What? But I would say, uh, and I can report, it is not very serious. What? Traumatic, traumatic brain, brain injury. injury. Uh, they told me about it numerous days later. You'd have to ask the Department of Defense. No, I don't consider them very serious injuries relative to other injuries that I've seen. I've seen what Iran has done with their roadside bombs to our hey. troops. I've seen people with no legs and with no arms. I've seen people that were horribly, horribly injured in that area, that war. Uh, in fact, many cases put those bombs put there by Soleimani, who's no longer with us. Uh, I consider them to be really bad injuries. No, I do not consider that to be bad injuries. No. You don't consider that to be bad injuries. Traumatic brain injuries, you don't consider. That's headaches. They have headaches. Hey, Donald Trump, first of all, when did you become a doctor? And second of all... By the way, let me note that I don't get copyright violated for playing Lily Allen's Fuck You <laughs> fairly often. Just just saying. Um, but that's not all that's happened. Yesterday, standing with newly indicted on three criminal counts in his country of Israel, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu standing by Trump's side in the East Room at the White House yesterday. Donald Trump revealed his long-promised Middle East peace plan that Palestinians immediately and um, rightfully so condemned as one-sided. The plan proposes eventually creating a Palestinian state under strict conditions and calls for Israel's control, continued control of long-contested West Bank settlements with a four-year freeze on new settlement activities and that mighty generous of them. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas mocked what Trump has called the deal of the century, describing it as the slap of the century. Now, Trump's son-in-law, who is inexplicably still a White House senior advisor, Jared Kushner, one of the architects of the plan, told Reuters the Palestinians, quote, look quite foolish for immediately rejecting the ideas and recommended they take some time to consider a, quote, very strong opening offer. Hey, Jared Kushner. All right. And just one more note. On the coronavirus hysteria, first of all, no, it has nothing to do with Corona beer. Oh, my God, we are so stupid as a country. 
seriously. But here are the facts. In China, the risk of infection is very high. They're saying there's a 50% chance of infection with new deaths and new cases being reported every day. In the United States, there are now five, count them, five confirmed cases. All have traveled to Wuhan, where they got sick. An additional 110 people are under observation, according to the experts. But this disease has been defined by a deluge of disinformation. And if you want to put the risk in in greater context, consider this. The current U.S. flu season has killed 54 infants so far, according to the Centers for Disease Control. And in the first two weeks of 2020 alone, the flu has killed more than 5,000 people in the United States, mostly through associated pneumonia, but it, they, it, it stemmed from the flu. So if you want to get concerned about something, be concerned about the flu and not so much the coronavirus and wash your hands. Okay? Okay. All right. Um, I, I think we should get back to the, um, uh, the impeachment trial action. Hold on. Let me just flip over and make sure they haven't taken a break or anything. No, they're still talking in one of... Uh, one of uh, Trump's uh, uh, minions is there doing the the um, the talking. So I'll tell you what. Let's let's bring on my co-host for the rest of the program. You know him. You love him. It's the wonderful Dave Johnson. Olson Johnson is right. I say we stay and fight it out. Doctor Samuel Johnson's right about Olson Johnson's being right, and I'm not giving up my ice cream parlor that I built with these two hands for nothing or nobody. Howard Johnson is right. The latest in a long line of Johnsons who were right. Uh, Correct. It's Dave Johnson on the Nicole Sandler Show. Well, hey, Dave Johnson. Hey. Hey, how are you? Are you watching this nonsense going on? Well, I'm watching you, and there's this <laughs> delay, so it's, I'm going to close uh, my computer. Yeah, you know, you need to, because there's like a there's like a 20-second delay or something, because, you know, the tubes that, that make up the interwebs. Well, it's in case I say, in case I say a bad word. I mean. No, you can, you can say whatever you want. You know, you can even sing a bad I, word if you want. Fuck you. Fuck you very, very much. Yeah. And we won't get copyright violated for that. Anyway, so the, the, uh, the questioning is going on. Is this the most absurd format you've ever seen? It's, it's, it's absurd. It's amazing. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has been wonderful. This whole, this whole thing. Yes. It, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's why I was out for a walk this morning when, when you contacted uh-huh. me. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a, it's a good thing to do. Start your day with a nice long walk. So I'm looking at the TV. All right, at the at the screen, and um, I see Gerald Nadler speaking, and Public you know, uh, we'll, we'll bring him up in the background for a minute. We'll listen in a moment. Right. But Gerald Nadler, a lot of people don't realize. My husband last night said, "Boy, Nadler looks really tired or something." And I think a lot of people don't know this. Jerry Nadler's wife. wife was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, which is yeah. deadly. We have a dear friend who died now almost, I guess, a couple of years ago, Joel Silverman, from pancreatic cancer. It is almost always 
fatal. And so he's dealing with that in the middle of all this. So just want before anybody, you know, piles on Gerald Nadler, we need to cut him a little slack right now. Um, so I agree. I, at the beginning of this, I mean, so so I explained to the listeners at the beginning how this format works, where the senators have to write their questions down present them to the chief justice who then calls them lets the the senator stands up and says i've submitted a question okay why if they get, allow them to do that why don't they just allow the senator to ask the damn question oh i, I can answer that He's, yeah okay have you ever been in the room with, have you ever been in a room with a senator <laughs> um yeah i have actually they talk I guess, yeah, I guess it's to talk. cut down on the show. They don't voting. stop. Right. <laughs> they do not they filibuster. Stop. <laughs> it's a filibuster. It's 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 uh, native to the Senate. You're right. I got it. Yeah. But still, yeah. this is a stupid format anyway. So they alternate yeah. back and forth from a Republican to a Democrat who then the, the chief justice asks their question of either the House impeachment managers or Trump's legal team. And and but there's no back and forth. There's no follow up there, except when after a question is asked and the other side gets to ask a question and they, their question is, what's your response to that last question? Are we supposed to believe that they don't know what questions are coming in what order? I know. Hey. You got to find a better picture of me. You know that I'm looking <laughs> I, at the screen. Yeah, I oh, had Nicole. one. I had one like a very hippieish looking one of you, but I, I don't know if you've been listening lately. I've been through a series of computers, and so I can't find the mm-hmm. picture of you that I really like. It's sort of, it's like All a right. beatniky looking picture. So you'll have to send me a new one. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it. Okay. I'll send you several. Yeah. Okay. All right, you do that. So your your okay. um, Dave Johnson, your impressions of this impeachment trial so far now that we've made it through the opening statements into the um oh okay the soundtrack behind is very distracting please turn it off did it uh okay so i'll I'll bring it up and we're gonna listen so your um what what do you think about what's going on so far well it's it's the i the uh shift has been remarkable the whole democratic site has been remarkable and it has re-inspired my faith you know and the ability of uh, people like that to, I mean, there's people like uh, Hakeem Jeffries, you yeah. know, who I tend to think of as this centrist and everything. He's yep. been brilliant, yep. brilliant, just brilliant. Adam Schiff, Schiff, too. Adam Schiff, not exactly the most progressive member of Congress, but in this role, I can't think of anyone who could have done a better job. We're watching something that history will refer to, you know. I mean, no question on the Democrat side. And then on the Republican side, it's just these these buffoons, these lackeys, and they just say the most amazing stuff. Although the we'll get to what Dershowitz said, I hope, oh, God. If, if you caught it. Um, but uh, just yeah. the most preposterous, the most amazing stuff. And then they, they stand there, and, and some of these lawyers are going to have to get disbarred because— it, you can be disbarred for lying in these uh, circumstances, and they know they are, and we know they are. But, okay, hold on one second. I think, they have no defense. Okay, Dave, I, I think I, I think that the people in the chat room are telling me that the volume from this impeachment thing is still coming through. I turned it off on my end, but I guess it's still bleeding through. Hold on one second. Oh, I'm Let not me... hearing it, and it's not. I have it off here. Yeah, but you're not listening through YouTube, and they are. And right. so I think, right. hold on one second. I think um, uh, it's coming through from 
uh, hold on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn off the. Uh, okay, there we go. Okay, now the sound is gonna end. Gotcha. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. I, it's, I'm I'm learning new equipment. I, that was all my my fuck up. Um, it, it will end now. Okay. Sorry, Dave. I interrupted. Keep going. Okay. My impression is they have absolutely no defense. This guy obviously did what they did, and now they're at the point of, well, of course he did it, and it's okay. I mean, it's so obvious that their defense has shifted as we watch to now it's it's fine that he did this, he should have done this. And then there's what Dershowitz said, which, oh, my God. Okay, let's get to that. He said, if the president thought it serves the country for him to remain as president, then he's doing this in the public interest. If it's, like that. No, say that again. If it serves the country to... He, if the president believes that his reelection is in the national interest, then this is not impeachable because he believes he is serving the country. Anything he does to keep himself in as president is not impeachable because he believes it serves the interests of the United States for him to be president. He said that. Uh. Unbelievable. I've got the exact I've got the exact words up to let me find it. There's well he said it several ways and several times, but let's see, where did I put it? Naturally it moved. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Never I never mind. Know, I had Alan it on the I go back talks, to it, it's gone. Alan Dershowitz talks and I have to shut it down. I, I, I just listening to him the other night. I mean that day it was was it? It was just yesterday. No, it was the day before yesterday, right? What yes, it was the day before yesterday. It was uh Monday. If I, yes, Monday, when Dershowitz and and um, uh, what's his name, um, Ken Starr and Pam Bondi. Oh my God! It's like they pulled out the worst creatures they could possibly come up with to defend the president, and I, I, the the spin they were pushing it was just insane. I, and yet, yeah. there's a good part of this country um, who, uh, you know, I read a letter to the editor in the Miami Herald this morning, and it said. Um, you know, Donald Trump, the best president in the history of the United States. So who are these people? I know. Well, for one thing, Adam Schiff's closing statement, Fox didn't air it. Of course for not. One thing. No, of course not. Yeah. I've got the exact quote from Dershowitz. If a president does something which he believes will help him get a real get elected in the public interest, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment. Seriously? about if the president believes it's in the public interest, then it's okay. Oh my! So God. essentially, if the president cancels the election or shoots his opponent, it can't be impeachable because he believes that him being president is in the public interest. Oh my God. So, yeah. It, said it, that. It, it, yeah. I mean, this is the same guy who totally contradicted what he said, you know, 20 years right. ago. Oh, they all are. Right. Every one of them does that. Well, yeah. All of them. Right. Well, so so we're here we are. We've got this guy. He did this. We've got this Senate. They know he did it, but they don't care. They don't care. It, it's the old saying. It's OK if you're a Republican. They don't. Yeah. These senators do not care. And I don't you know, some people say they're afraid of Trump. Some people say that, I don't know. But his lawyers. OK, Dershowitz. Dershowitz, who was in the Epstein scandal, who says he kept his underwear on while getting massaged by a teenage girl, right? <laughs> sure he did. Yeah. Uh, Fucking yeah. pervert. Yeah. Compromat. Right. Okay? Yep. Star, who who was fired because he helped cover up, what was it, rapes on campus or something? 
one of the, another sexual scandal, okay? Okay. The uh, the Epstein operation was a blackmail operation. The National Enquirer operation that Cohen was involved with with Trump was a blackmail operation. So sometimes I wonder, you know, not I mean look at look at Ted Cruz who Trump said his father killed Kennedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> or look at Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Lindsey Graham who hated Trump and who Trump gave out his private phone number. And now he's like the biggest lackey there is. So, you know, if you've got to ask, do they have something on this? That's so, the only you know, thing I, mean, I can figure. Or is it a case of simply power grab? It's like, oh, my God, they have control and they don't want to let it go. And, of course, they're all afraid of losing their jobs, even though a, a, a position representing your state or district in Congress was never envisioned to be a lifetime a position, a lifetime job. They were supposed to be temporary. Uh, but these idiots hold on to it with dear life, and it's like the worst thing in the world well, that would ever happen if they lose their job. Well, sometimes you get voted out of office because you take a principled would, stand. But Republicans, when they lose their jobs, what happens? Republicans in Congress and in the Senate. They become lobbyists. They become extremely wealthy lobbyists. Yes, exactly. So, you know, so what are they afraid I of? I think part of it is they want, to, they want to stay in on the grist machine so that they can become extremely <sighs> wealthy lobbyists when they want to. Wow. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't so, know. This whole thing is I don't just, know, because so, I, I have so no other way to explain what we're seeing, because the question has to be, what do they personally get out of this? Because, because I mean, we know what Trump's getting out of it. We know, we know what the people around Putin get out of it. We know that what's his name? Uh, oh, suddenly I forgot the guy's name. The uh, Ukrainian guy that just released uh, uh, all that Zeb. stuff on Trump. Uh, Lev Lev Parnas. Lev, Lev, Lev Parnas. Yes. yes. It, Lev and them said, "When this is over, we will be kings." That's you know that that's yes. more along the lines of what I feel like is going on. Is that people are getting a cut of it or something? How do you explain this behavior? I, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Dave Johnson. Yeah. Here's my, you know, we, we are looking at um, the possibility that this all ends on Friday. Um, again, yeah. we have four. It looks like forget about four Republicans. We need to vote for witnesses to do the right thing. But there are four so-called mm -hmm. Democrats who may actually vote with the Republicans and say, now we don't need any witnesses. We just heard this morning that uh, what's his name in Colorado? Um said it, yeah. we don't need no stinking witnesses and then of course you can't trust right. Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema or um who's the third one right um um I'm Jones Doug Jones Doug Jones right because yeah. again yeah. they're so afraid of doing the right thing because they might lose their jobs well too fucking bad uh, but anyway yeah. so here's my fear so it ends on Friday they say Trump's been acquitted Trump takes this as not that he's been impeached but not removed from office, which is, of course, the uh, the sign that's hung around Bill Clinton's neck all these years, but that he's been vindicated. He's been exonerated, which is not what not being found guilty or not being removed from office would right. signal. He's still been impeached. He was impeached by the House of Representatives, period, end of statement, that the fact that he's not removed from office is something different. It doesn't clear him of anything. It doesn't vindicate him or exonerate him. But that's what they're going to claim. And this man who already claims dictatorial powers is going to take it to the next level. I really that's fear right. for what comes next. I am too. It doesn't clear him or exonerate him. What it does do is it unleashes him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, these people are talking about. They say that what Schiff 
and others are doing is criminal. And I, I kind of fear, you know, first of all, we'll see Schiff on trial pretty fast, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay? God. And oh, they'll, God. they'll justify this stuff. But other people, too, a lot of other people, we're, uh, we are officially, if they acquit Trump for this, we are officially a dictatorship. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. And then, you know, the people in the YouTube yeah. chat room are talking about, then we take it to the streets. Then it's going to be a bloody revolution, which, or, or civil war. Of some sort, I I don't, I mean, we can't we can't just accept dictator Trump, president for life, as he's quipped that he wants to be, just like his pal G. Um, this is where we're headed. It's frightening. Well, the the better example of how to watch how these things happen is what happened as Russia transformed over mm. to Putin. Mm-hmm. Because they they didn't go in the streets and stuff, you know. The nope. people were too shocked to uh, to a lot of things, and then you don't you start getting a lot less news and information as it gets worse and worse. More of the situation will be a lot more like Fox News is than we'd like to see. I think is another part of what happens. So. Russia, they didn't go out in the streets, okay? Yeah, but Russia was never a democracy or never even a, a republic. was never, it had the, you know, the, the, the alleged freedoms that we do or did. Um, it was a different situation. This is, you know, like if, I don't, a, a democracy was taken over by a dictator. Hello? I, I don't see Americans going out in the streets. I, I see a lot of us might be, but. Well, aside from also the fact that it's the other side that has most of the guns. Yeah. Well, the will the the question now, you know, and a lot of people in the background talk about it. Trump talked about it. He said the military and the police will be on my side. He y- said that. Yeah. Do you think so? No, I'm not sure. I think the sure. police might of, be, but the military, I don't think so. Well, the military leadership right now, how many people in the military? I have no idea. I don't know. You see, here we are. Here we are gaming this out. And that's how far we've gone in the last three years, that we're actually gaming this out, that Trump actually said that, that, that well, I'll have the military and the police on my side, so we'll win. Ugh. That the president of the United States said that. So that's how far we've come. You know, whether we're being fantastical or not, that's how far we are, that people are seeing it that way at this point. And if they do acquit Trump, uh, he's unleashed. There is no more oversight. There is no more check and balance at all on the president. And he can do anything. And he, yeah. as and we he know, will. they will do anything and he will. to win the and election. It, right. And the thing if is, if you with, want to call it an election. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I'm afraid to. All right. You know what? Adam Schiff has been talking now for a few minutes abruptly and cut him off any second now. Let's just hear a little bit of what so he's saying. Have allowed. Sure. You will eviscerate. The question is, how would not holding the president accountable oh, harm our justice system? system. Oh, oh, and like then he finished saying. just in time for him to. Of course, uh, I'm going to turn it down because I don't want to hear Mitch McConnell. Um, uh, oh. oh, I think they're taking a break for lunch. Yes, they are. All right, so they're on break now. Oh, all right. I, uh, sorry, we should have had Adam. Oh, uh, we were going to do mystery science theater and comment <laughs> on what they were saying. We were, but now we they're could, on a break. My timing is if off. If you can today. find the right, if you can find the right video feed, we can comment on what they're eating. <laughs> 
No, that's all right. Oh, the Senate stands in recess until 4 p.m. Eastern. So they're, they're off for 20 minutes, so until the end of the show. So here we are. We're talking about what's going to happen next, what's going to be the case. And I'm almost afraid to go there. We've talked about this so many times since the election, how many of us, myself included, I was right up there, went through massive anxiety and depression and just overall freaked outedness. That's the technical term. And it's starting all over again with me. I don't know about you. I don't know about, obviously, anybody else. But what's happening now is the realization of what is likely to happen. I'm feeling the physical manifestations again that I had before where I'm just freaked out. I I need to get a handle on it because we can't let anxiety and depression take over. We need to take action. We need to do something. I mean, obviously, the perfect remedy is the election. I just don't know that I trust America to do the right thing. Do you? Well, well, they're first trusting America and they're second trusting enough of us will be able to vote. Well, they put whoever the candidate is in jail before the thing, you know, things. I mean, we're, we had that freak out after he was elected. And I think a lot of what we've seen is the frog in the boiling water syndrome You know, for a long time, people were saying, hey, this is not normal. Remember that? Yep. This is not normal. This This is is not normal. normal. I haven't heard anybody say that lately, but we're really not normal. And when you don't hear people saying this is not normal, that's the definition of what they call normalization. So uh, we're far. We're far from where we were back when we back when we didn't like. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> right. So, okay. So you know you, what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying. So Dave Johnson, let's talk about this. Let's get away from impeachment for a few minutes because there's nothing else we can say right now. Uh, just, uh, yeah, you know, right. hoping that, right. I don't know, that something else earth shattering happens between now and Friday that makes the, the Republicans say, you know what? This is nuts already. We got to do the right thing here. And frankly, I don't know what that could be unless John Bolton. But they're they're, they're discrediting John Bolton now. So I, I don't know what yep. it could be. Somebody's got to come forward. Well, maybe, 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 maybe they'll vote to have the witnesses. Yeah. OK, more one witness. Never mind the the all how many uh, millions of articles of documentation and evidence that the White House has withheld. And never mind that the White House ordered not a single person in the administration cooperate with this Congress at all, which is one of the articles of impeachment. Mm. But maybe we'll hear from the one guy, Bolton, okay? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. I'm kind of, I, I don't, you know, it's possible that we'll still hear from Bolton. I just don't know. Maybe I don't, we will. I don't but know so what? They're still going to vote to acquit the guy. Yes, they are. Okay, so now we think our okay, our, our last hope is November 3rd. We have a presidential election. Mm-hmm. We can vote this criminal, this dictator, this right. wannabe autocrat out of office and it's get started back on the road to normalcy, whatever the hell that is. Well, but we've got a real problem now because as you noticed yeah. in the last few days, Bernie Sanders has surged as he should. I happen to think yeah. he's our best chance to right this country. Um, 
But the Democratic Party is doing the same old shit that they did four years ago. And they're all they're they're planting stories and they're they're smearing him and they're they're sowing division within the Democratic Party. The same people who put who are like vote blue no matter who. Well, except if it's Bernie Sanders. You had Michael Bloomberg who, you know, said the other day oh allegedly that he'd spend a billion dollars on whoever is the nominee and use and keep his staff in place and work for the candidate even if it's bernie sanders and now he's saying well not really not if it's bernie sanders um what the hell is going on here well another part of that that's going on is that there are a lot of people using this to further divide us not just against bernie i mean there's a lot of democrats against bernie they're also worried about a backfiring here but the republicans are also using it we're getting a lot of stories there was a story yesterday that i fell for that where they we said Biden said he wouldn't commit to voting for Bernie right. if Bernie's the candidate. That was a lie. Well, can I just that say, I'm not so sure it was. All of a sudden, the AP reporter is saying, well, I misheard what he said. Come on now. Come on, man. That's not that doesn't happen. He didn't mishear what he said. Right. They backtracked. And Biden. Did I, you- I don't know that. I don't I, I don't know that because Biden. I, I can't even imagine Biden saying that and Biden saying he didn't say it. So yeah. there's yeah. also the phenomena of these things coming in to intentionally try to divide us. Yep. All of us. Yep. Yeah, there's that yep. too. So, you know, I don't know. You might be right. Yeah. He might have done that. I, but yeah. uh, I don't know. And there's another problem we have is that we live in this bath, this sea of propaganda where we're, where we're, uh, the, we're thrown one way by one wave and another way by another wave right now. You know, how long have people like you and I been arguing that we that the left side of things need to establish a media and information infrastructure yep. <laughs> of our own that can be trusted yep. and funded well and be honest and objective? And we don't have that, so we're at the mercy of these information outlets that are. Uh, you know, the centrist corporate owned information outlets because yep. we do not have a powerful megaphone of our own. Exactly. I, I don't know if you heard yeah. it. I had Tom Steyer on this program uh, last month after the day after the debate, the last debate he was in. And um, I had mm-hmm. 10 minutes with him and I used it to tell him that I think, you know, I asked him, do you really see a road to the nomination? He's like, of course I do. I wouldn't do this if I did. And it's like, come on. Come on, man. Um, seriously, and I implored him, do something useful with that money. Fund a progressive media center. G- give us a voice back on the airwaves again, which we do not have anymore. He didn't hear right. me. He wasn't, right, he right, wasn't right. listening. He is doing, he is doing, you got to understand how much money billionaires have. I know. <laughs> he is doing a lot. I know. He's doing a lot beside yeah. running, but yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's one thing he isn't doing. That's one no, thing that's none one thing of he's them not are doing. doing. They should buy Fox News. Buy Fox News. Everything has a price tag. If he can spend $100 million on this quixotic presidential ego boost of a campaign, he, he, could, he could buy Fox News. I, th- I think he's getting up towards 200 and I think... Uh, oh, I, anyway, yeah, he could... <laughs> And Bloomberg. Yeah, people don't understand how much money a billion dollars is. Let's right. say, let's say that, like you and I, right? Yeah. We, you and I, we make about a million dollars a year, right? <laughs> we do. Each of us. Right. Yeah, we do. And if right. we, if we kept on like that, it would take us 
Well, I mean, that's all I make, a million. That's right. all you make is a million. So it would take you a thousand years to make to a, get billion a billion dollars. dollars. That's oh my how God. much money a billion dollars is. Holy shit. And and they're talking billions and billions of dollars. So Michael Bloomberg yeah. is worth how many? $50 billion. So $100 million, yeah. uh-huh. that's a drop in the bucket to him. He could easily fund a progressive media network. He could easily buy Fox yep. News. Well, he's already got Bloomberg, and he's doing with it what he wants. Yeah. Tom Steyer could buy Fox News. Network, exactly. And look what he's doing Bernie. with it. Yeah, busy smearing Bernie. The whole thing is insane. And now we see the attacks. You got, um, uh, what's his name? Chait at the Atlantic. Jonathan Chait. Bernie can't win. David Frum, you know, uh, Bernie can't win. But stop it already. You know what? They said Donald Trump couldn't win, and a lot of people said Barack Obama couldn't win. I don't think anybody knows what electability is at this point. Right now, I'll take the candidate who draws enthusiastic crowds, who has rabid fans who will do anything to get that person elected. That's what it's going to take. And right now, the only one I see on the Democratic side with that kind of a following is Bernie Sanders. I I think that if uh, Elizabeth Warren became the nominee with Bernie Uh out there campaigning with her and for her and telling people to trust her, she could win, too. I think so. I think a lot of, you know, there is that faction. There is a faction of the Bernie supporters who are Bernie or Busters. And the thing is, people, you know, are smearing them all over online. The problem is these people are not your run-of-the-mill Democrats. They're people who are probably no. never politically active before and wouldn't be if not for Bernie Sanders. He's the reason they got involved, and if he's not the nominee, they're going to check out. But I think the majority... Right. That is so right. Right. But the majority of Bernie Sanders supporters will vote for whoever the nominee is because because they know that how dangerous right. Donald Trump is. That's right. And by the way, the the ones who they say can win, yeah. the centrists who they always yeah. run because they can Cannot win, like win. John Kerry. Right. Yeah, like the ones who Hillary always Clinton, lose, like John Kerry. Right. Yes. They always lose. Exactly. They always lose. Can you imagine if Biden becomes the <sighs> nominee? Hair-sniffing Biden? Oh, my God. Did you (sighs) see what he did in Iowa? I think it was just yesterday. Did you see this video? I saw it. Okay, I'm going to play it because I'm sure some of the listeners didn't. So I'll play it. Those of you watching on YouTube will see the video. If you're listening, you'll hear the audio. But just know what you're not seeing if you're only hearing the, the audio stream is Joe Biden's physicality. He gets up in this man's personal space. He punches, he not punches him, he pokes him in the chest. He grabs him by the shirt as he's telling him, don't vote for me, vote for Bernie Sanders. Here, here's the video. Uh-oh, hold on. Oh, I can't do that. Uh, no, because we got, we got feedback. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought that's I, right. I thought that's I, right. Everybody by now, I don't know. The other one he did, he says not one single scientist thinks that the Green New Deal can right, uh, right. can work. You're right. Every oh scientist thinks, you know, every and, scientist yeah, thinks that's necessary. Not one scientist thinks one. we can get All off of, of fossil fuels by 2030. Well, yeah. you know what? Every scientist says we have to. That's right. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. I don't know. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do, Nicole? We got this this impeachment. You know, I gotta say though, it's a hell of a lot better with the impeachment than it might have been without it. Gotta say that because at least the case has been made very, right. very, very clearly to the public. 
right and to the future and to history and everything else but you know and and the public can see it the public how what percent 75 percent of the public wants witnesses yeah, it's, so that, I that think it's up help. over Even in a rigged now. election, that could help. Right, and I'm hoping, you know, that 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 smarter, more reasonable minds prevail. Even people who, um, uh, you know, are not Democrats by nature realize the danger this man poses. But I got to tell you, in my travels, I, you know, I for a while I was volunteering at this nature center near here. Now I'm volunteering at the pound every weekend, which is the best thing possible for my head, helping dogs get adopted. This is what I do with my spare time these days. Right. Um, but Good for you. when I was, I was, there's a sawgrass nature center very close to my house and they deal with, you know, wild animals that are native to florida so it's you know Mm -hmm. helping out the these creatures anyway the woman who was the volunteer coordinator there young girl she's probably 30 um and you know tattooed and uh, turns out she was a trump supporter and i would try to understand from her why no rhyme or reason just she thinks he's great I, this I just oh, don't get, and there's that mentality out there. As long as anyone thinks there's he's a lot of it. great, we're in danger. This is really, and I think there, it's all the dumbing down of America. It's because facts don't matter, history doesn't matter, the rule of law doesn't matter, the Constitution, I guess, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it's been a while with that. That's a ship that sailed. But there's a lot of people who like the Dershowitz argument and agree with it that they have to do anything that they possibly can to keep Democrats down and keep people of color down and all of that. They just they just firmly believe that, the, that you know, we see it. We've seen it in history that, that this authoritarian mentality takes over people. And it's, it's like they're kind of lost when it does. And we've seen it happen. We've got this, this worldwide movement of it happening right now. They're using these arguments that they found effective worldwide you know mm-hmm. the first of all the anti-muslim thing oh seems to strongly resonate worldwide in india big time oh my god hmm? it, it's just it's yeah it's sickening i mean for once i'm glad i'm getting older because i don't want to be around this for much longer and thankfully i guess i won't have to be i feel but but you know then there's the part of me goes but what about my kid Look at the right, world exactly. we've left for them. Look at what they're faced with from climate change and uh, to to our government in this shape. Uh, you know, th- there's this, you know, OK Boomer thing. Well, I uh, uh, granted, I'm at the very tail end of the baby boomers. But my God, did uh, we fuck up? Yeah, it, it is. It is. We we uh, you know, a lot of us I did my tagline now on my uh, on Twitter is I, I hate being a old dirty hippie blogger who uh, who tried to warn everybody or yeah, whatever it says. Right. I'm not sure it says that, but it's something like that, you know? Oh, you know, there's that old song, like. the, the dirty fucking hippies were right. And in many ways, yeah. they were. But how did yeah. we get here? I'll tell you how we got here. And, and a big part of it, and I'm going to piss off a lot of people listening, and I'm sorry, but too bad. Barack Obama. Barack Obama oh, yeah. presented himself as the great progressive. He was not a progressive, but remember, the, the Republicans called him the most liberal senator in the U.S. Senate. 
far from the truth. For those who are saying they're going to call Bernie Sanders a socialist and a cop, they're going to call Joe Biden a socialist. It doesn't matter. They're going to use the same exactly. attacks on whoever is the nominee that they're, you know, liberal, socialist, communist, fascist. They think they're all interchangeable because because but they're at least, at least Bernie. At least Bernie can come back on that and say, yeah. You're going to get free health care. Yep. You're going to get free college. Yep. You're going to get any can go down this list. You're yep. going to get a Green New Deal. Yep. You're going to get social justice. Sure, I am. That's why we're going to get these things. Yep. Whereas Joe Biden will just go, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You can't call me that. I know. And, and because <laughs> yeah. Obama played their game and because he, he he negotiated with them on the grand bargain and 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 considered the idea of cutting Social Security, which Joe Biden has been pushing for for years, despite what he says. Bernie Sanders has done the opposite, despite Joe Biden smearing Bernie and trying to allege that Bernie was for cutting Social Security. Are you fucking kidding me? You talked earlier about all these people that are for Bernie that just aren't going to be showing up otherwise. And there's there's a strong reason there. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of them are mistaken about Warren, but so do I. there's a strong reason there. And that is that they have been betrayed. The older ones have been betrayed by Democrats for 40 years and aren't going to yep. trust hardly anybody anymore. They're looking for every slightest reason to say, aha, there's another one. And they're right. And then there's the younger ones who no time in their lifetimes has the Democratic Party helped them at all. Yeah. You know, don't forget that we have if the minimum wage had kept up with productivity since Uh uh, the 80s or so, a two-earner family would be making $96,000 a year from the minimum wage. Wow. That's and that's what it should yeah. be. A, a dual yeah. income family should be making that much money because that's, that's what right. it costs what to it live costs today. Now. Rent and live yes. and yeah, that's what it costs. To but but I got to tell you this. I actually I applied for a radio job a, a few weeks ago. There was a listing. One of the big broadcasting companies. Shit, I'll name them. Entercom. It's not Clear Channel mm-hmm. now. I Heart Media or or Cumulus, but Entercom, which is probably the third largest at the moment. So they have mm-hmm. seven radio stations in a cluster in Miami, and they were advertising for a promotions director. Not for one station, which is how it used to be when I started in radio, but for all seven stations. And the list of responsibilities was longer than you can imagine. It went on and on and on. It was at least four or five full-time jobs. Um, And I know the guy who's the marketing director. I worked with him in Los Angeles. So if I wanted the job, it was mine. The problem was, guess what it paid? No. Guess. Take a guess. Miami, market number 11 in the country, promotions director. 24,000. Well, no, but close. 35. Yeah, $35,000. I'm getting an an echo. Darn it. Sorry. It's uh, uh, nothing I can do about it right now. (laughs) We we got about a minute left. So, um, yeah, $35,000 for, um, you know, for a job that would have gone to seven people in the in the, you know, how radio used to be. iHeartMedia just cut over a thousand jobs around the country because they're going to use artificial intelligence. Sherrod Brown, his favorite disc jockey from where he lives in Ohio, was one of those casualties. He wrote a letter to Bob Pittman, the chair of I Hurt Media now, and demanded answers. How many people were let go? And 
How did this affect your executive compensation, which grew by like $20 million last year? I mean, he's asking tough questions well, that, that need to that be asked. That answers that question, doesn't yeah, it? That's exactly. how it affected it. Exactly. Because he did that, his executive compensation gets to grow by $20 million. Exactly. There. Exactly. So this is the problem. The yeah. divide between the haves and the have-nots is growing ever larger. I said on the radio years ago that I thought when the Civil War came, it wasn't going to be between left and right. It was going to be between the people with the money and the rest of us. Um, I don't know. Now I don't know what form it's going to take. I know that Trump is going to be leading the uh, uh, the charge. I just, I, I, I'm sick over all of it, Dave Johnson. Well, I think where it's going is that eventually one guy, and it'll be a guy, has all the money. One guy has what? All of it? All the money. Yeah, all Mike, the money. Mike, and every Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Not Michael anymore. It's now Mike because I think it tests better. Anyway, Mike, Mike. I like Mike. So original. Uh, Dave Johnson, thank you so much for jumping in with us today. I'm sorry for all the it's technical always issues. always wonderful. Always. Oh, yes, it is. We'll, we'll talk soon. We'll do it again soon. Hopefully uh, right. we'll have something better to talk about. <laughs> Good luck to oh, us God. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Dave. Sure. See you later. Bye. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with Howie Klein. Good luck to us all.